Welcome to episode 32 of Lights in the Sky podcast, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Who's been alive for 32 years. Yeah. And I'm Tony, who <laughs> is almost almost 32, yeah. currently 31. Yeah. Good, okay, good go. story. That's how we did. And that was this week's episode. Okay. We will catch you next week. <laughs> toodaloo, um, Pulling back the curtain. Happy election day again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you voted since our last There's a lot of similarities between this episode and last episode, yeah. I, I feel. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you haven't voted yet? Uh, no. I'm aiming to be done by the 7pm deadline. Good. Um, I hear that's much like the lottery. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Closes. At 7pm. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, I figured that one out myself. A um, uh, little bit of admin off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit of, I've just had a sandwich. <laughs> half a sandwich. Um, so we had a, a, we had a 15 minute break, ago, I think, between episodes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, had our 15. Had a 15. Um, a couple I, was, of, I think I did 17, so I owe you. I have a couple of minutes back. <laughs> back to the company. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you regaled us of the story of um, your Toyota Hilux getting stolen. Yeah. Um, Earl. Um, so by the time this episode airs, um, Earl would have been to the car doctor for <laughs> the sort of the fourth time in as many weeks and getting maybe some diagnosed with what some of the leaking fluid issues are. The car, right? Yeah. Yep. What's those things called? Is it that, that um, is it the poise pads when you have leaky bladders? Oh, Maybe I just just oh, like no. a big t- car-sized poise pad underneath them. <laughs> It'll be fine. Sake. Poise, poise, poise for a better day. Is that right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You must lie with you. Why? Why am I not playing that? with me? Good. <laughs> um, so you At mentioned in that episode. In front of me. Moving on. You mentioned in that episode <laughs> that you got a new car, a Volkswagen Golf. And um, we said for people to tweet in if they had a... You got a new car too. Yeah, I got, a, I got your old car. Gain. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is what we said. It was Gain, wasn't it? Um, uh, so you wanted people to tweet in with suggestions for a name. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to f- probably apologize because I've been meaning to bring these up for what to the listeners will be three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> um because uh, we're kind of getting ahead of the game well, uh, uh, you know, because we're both going on separate holidays, not together at some point. So we want to have a lot banked. So unfortunately... You really wanted to reinforce we weren't going on holiday together. Yeah. Separate holidays, <laughs> not together. I was waiting for you to bite on that, it's like, mm, so okay. to speak. Sorry. Um, then... Yeah, so it's like a month ago, <laughs> like a month ago, some people tweeted us Yeah, <laughs> um, and only a couple. So if you've tweeted since, um, we'll get to yours in another episode <laughs> in like you a month's you, you time. You many, many months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By which time I'm thinking the car will probably have a name. What, what's the law like? If you have a child, you have to name it by a certain time yeah, there you? is a certain time yeah so what if you said to the like the, they said okay you knock at your door and said you know they, you, you need to name your child i'm like actually i've got a twitter poll <laughs> i'm just waiting for the results to come back in and yeah. uh i just yeah do you think that'd be a fair result that'd be a what, you what would they or? do They're like no your kid's got a name it's this okay it's twitter poll <laughs> yeah. um they just look at the give you prescribe you the first um name in the book of names yeah. so it'll be like just flick the page lick abraham the finger, or something <laughs> and slide it in the middle there we go abraham <laughs> yeah. i think aaron would be the first name wouldn't yeah it? aaron yeah aaron. aaron probably would be 
It's like, your name's Aaron. And no disrespect to your name's Aaron, but it's just like, <laughs> it's the first name because like, what are you going to call this? Oh, open the book, Aaron. There you a- go. A- we couldn't think. Ron. Yeah, A.A. Ron. Yeah. It's weird that Aaron has two A's at the front. You'd think it would yeah. just be one. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Ah. Um, so. Do you, think, do you think there's any Aaron's with three A's? No. A-A-A-R-O. And you know how there's those sort of like weird kind of trashy spellings of names that exist? Or just foreign, like Ewan, when it's like Welsh or something. E-I-O-U-N or something. E-I-O-N? Ewan? There's a musical musical artist called Aaron. (laughs) With three A's? Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Triple A Ron. Triple A Ron. (laughs) Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Yeah. Um, so the names that people have suggested for your car, I'm, <clears throat> I'll just launch into it. Okay. <laughs> First one, Golfy McGolfface. <laughs> <laughs> Which I quite like. I quite like that too. <laughs> After the fame Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, recently when there was a, was a Qantas wanted to name one of their 787 Dreamliners, so Plainy McPlainface. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> It never goes well. Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. Um, that Bodie McBoatface, they ended up calling one of the probes Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> did you know that? I did not it's know. Like a, they, they said I actually were... They call, ended up calling it like the SS Attenborough or something they like did, that. Yeah. And said, but for all you Bodie McBoatface people, <laughs> we're just going to call a probe on board. One of the one of the like little um, unmanned submarine things. Yeah, because I have been calling face. the golf just golfy in the meantime. Yeah, so Golfy McGolfface would be would, might be quite suitable. Then <laughs> it's just like, what's your full name? Golfy McGolfface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not bad. Just golfy for short. Um. Uh. So okay, that's off one. to a good start. A good start. Yeah. Okay. So um, the other one came in, and I have to actually I'll Google this if your internet likes me today. Um, the name was Rabbit. Any mm. ideas as to why? Um, rabbit. Any idea why someone would call a Volkswagen Golf a rabbit? No. In America, apparently, a Volkswagen Golf is called a Volkswagen Rabbit. Really? Yeah. America yeah. and Canada. Just like my Hilux is called a Forerunner. Ah, is that what that my is? My Hilux Surf is a Forerunner. Yeah. So, um, thoughts on that? You're you're googling now as well. Um. Marketed worldwide across seven generations in various body f- configurations and under various nameplates, such as the Volkswagen Rabbit in the United States and Canada, and the Volkswagen Caribay in Mexico. Ooh, I might go with Caribay. <laughs> or is it Caribre? Caribe? Caribe. <laughs> what do you reckon? Um, if I you were to choose one did... of the two... I, I quite like golfing at golf face so far, <laughs> but I, I appreciate the additional research from our overseas listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that to, wasn't an overseas listener, actually. Okay, from our domestic listeners. It <laughs> yeah. was an Auckland-based listener. Oh, okay. Well, that's over a sea. <laughs> that is. Over straight listeners. Over straight. Um, it sounds it sounds weird. weird. Do we have to explain that? No. Now we'll move on. <laughs> Keep going. Just Google New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand plus straight. Plus Cook Straight. Yeah. That'll do it. Do you know what the other Someone's s- actually going to do it. Do you know what the other straight is called? Uh, bass. No. 
between Fovo. Fovo. Yeah. You, What's Bass Strait? That's between Tasmania. Yeah, that's the one. And Australian mainland. You <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, I did a BuzzFeed quiz, and it was what show day my car. <laughs> yeah. I got Melvin. Melvin. Yeah. It does sound like something you would call a yeah, car. Yeah, it does sound like something I'd call a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Nice. Um, I like this. Um, yeah, I definitely need to work because I, I do. I am quite enjoying calling the golf just golfy, mm-hmm. and I quite like the fact though that it's actually part of Golfy McGolfface. <laughs> yeah, it's just the last name. Yeah, Golfy's last name is McGolfface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Let's go with that then. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Sweet. Done. Lock it in. Thank you very much. Internet. Do, do you know who contributed that? Yes. Who? A person on Facebook. Um, Mark? <laughs> was his name Mark? Yeah. Mark from Facebook? Yeah, yeah. No, it was actually, um, that was uh, that random um, thing that I told you about while I was waiting in the uh, physiotherapist's waiting room while my wife was about to go into physio. Got a random, I got, I got the message, are you looking for something more creative than golfy McGolf face? Out of the blue, from my cousin. <laughs> who turned out was listening which i thought was absolutely hilarious that's something we've found there's been lots of people close to us that have started just casually listening and picked up a few episodes and yeah yeah so a shout out to all those who know us personally (laughs) hi from luke and ton (laughs) cool all right um nice one let's lock that one in okay um golfy mcgolf face oh the car's actually unlocked downstairs should i go downstairs and lock it to symbolize locking it in or no if I had because the if I had the beep beep boop boop, I could, I could do it from up here. But <laughs> I was going to say, if you um, when we started, you used to have that wireless microphone, so you could have actually walked oh, down and done it. That's right. But no, I we don't. Go, so for, we go for pee pee. <laughs> I was actually um, on a conference call for work uh, on Friday yesterday. Yeah. I had to go for a pee pee. You did not. So I walked into the urinal <laughs> <laughs> and muted the call. Wow. Did a pee pee. Then I had my. Then they asked me. They're like Anthony. And I was like, step back. I was like, you know, holding it in. You didn't cut it off midstream. Yeah, I had to, and I was like, whoa. Uh, yeah. And like, blah 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 blah. And I was like, <laughs> come on, get it out. Yeah. And it was quite a long chat. I was like, <laughs> chat. Yeah. I'm glad you said chat. <laughs> it was quite a long, long uh... <laughs> stream chat wanger. <laughs> <laughs> all words that would have fitted, uh, so to speak go for it carry on <laughs> what are we, so yeah that's all i'm saying i don't golfing with golf face golfing with golf face it is yeah. cool um and you also mentioned you had brought a new addition to the show mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. do you want to enlighten me Okay, um, so I was thinking that I do know a bit more about paranormal stuff in some areas than you do, because it's sort of... Oh! Oh! What? I am outraged. (laughs) You have pointed out my flaws. (laughs) Um, Primarily UFO topics. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yes, obviously. I'm just a guy who brings the microphones in and reads articles from the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And drinks my non-town water. Yeah. Do you want to explain what that means? Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the taste of the water from the taps in town, so we get non-town water. Because he lives, AKA he lives rurally. Yeah. My rural, 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 rural water is better yeah. than town water. 
city water. I think you, there was a thing that said where you live had the best water in the, in yeah, the country. Yeah, there's literally articles saying best in... Yeah, but previously that was contaminated regularly. That wasn't it. No, like Horrida was, not Darfi. <laughs> I thought it was quite often cases of Darfield residents. I will fight residents. you about this. I thought there were quite a few articles around Darfield residents' bull water. No. What? I'm, Darfield residents, residential house sales, no. <laughs> You're not going to find anything. No, you probably will. There was a couple of times. <laughs> there you go. Darfield residents advised during... to boil their water after t- tests found unsafe levels of bacteria December 27, 2013. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> fuck so you. long ago. Enough. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Still good though. Better than tasting of chlorine, getting a little bit of salmonella. It's, it strengthens your immune system. <laughs> you can fight off salmonella. You can fight off a lot of things. I find. Um. So you, wh- where where did we get to? We were introing your new segment yeah. and then started talking about boil water notices <laughs> from 2013. Yeah, so that's right. I don't know how. I mean, people that. People that are still listening, again, they, yeah. deserve, they deserve at least an apology. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go. Um, so I've got a wee game for you. Game, and yeah. This, this, this one is called um, UFOlogist or Disqualified Olympian. give you a list of we've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven we've got 12 names yeah so some of these names are ufologists yeah and uh who have sort of been quite profound in their field and well known <laughs> to the ufologist community yeah it's um, really going to show me up as the, o- the other half <laughs> are disgraced uh olympians or disqualified olympians <laughs> do you have the reasons why i have the reasons why yes <laughs> Yeah. Good. So I have the event, I have the uh, the Olympic type, the Olympic event, uh, the the reason, yeah. what the medal they had, the uh, the country <laughs> they were representing. Very good. Okay. okay, launch into this. Okay, so the first name is Igor, sorry, Igor or Igor, Igor Volki, Igor Volki, ufologist or disgraced Olympian. Disgraced Olympian. Igor Volki, born nineteen fifty. Ufologist and oh. researcher of environmental anomalies from Estonia. It's a good trick because that's the name. Exactly where I went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I threw that one in first. I thought that might trick you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what? What sort of? Sorry, give me uh, the last line of his bio again. Uh, ufologist and researcher of environmental anomalies. I said that wrong. Anomalies. Anom- anomalies. 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 i got to write the first time. <laughs> anomalies. Environmental anomalies. Oh, very good. Okay, this one, probably more easy. Ben Johnson. Ben Olympian. Olympian. 1988 Summer Olympics. Athletics. Men's 100 metres. Canada. Gold. Disqualified for using steroids. Oh, Ben Johnson. So, was he like bigger because of using steroids i've definitely heard the name before did you not have you not heard of ben johnson i've heard of a big johnson <laughs> you've just never seen one okay <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the next name in ufologist or disqualified olympian stanton friedman stanton friedman friedman ufologist or disqualified olympian i will say olympian Stanton Friedman, born 1934, 
Canadian ufologist, oh. <laughs> former nuclear physicist, and did early work on Roswell and also the Majestic 12 documents. Born when? 1934. Mm, still alive young now. to be dabbling in Roswell stuff. Yeah, he's so Stan, well Stanton Friedman's you know, big in terms of like things like um, Roswell was one of his big, he really kind of released a lot of the early information on it when it sort mm-hmm. of came boiling back. Yeah. Okay, continuing on. <laughs> Does this segment have music? Uh, it could. What sort of music? Um, should it be quite lively music? I don't know, let's move yeah. on. If there's music, I'll put it under here. It seems like we could do, like, uh, what sort of quiz show kind of, like, <laughs> upbeat kind of pumping music. We can mm. see if you can find a track. Okay. Uh, if there's no music, I haven't found a track. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> next name, next name, and ufologist or disqualified Olympian, uh, Nick or Nicholas Pope. A name like that, you could not be a ufologist. I think I've guessed Olympian on every single one of these. So you're going to go for your old I'm going to go Olympian again. Okay, Nick or Nicholas Pope, former head of the UFO desk. Oh, come on. Ministry of Defence, <laughs> UK. So you've actually heard from Nick Pope in the um, Aldenay UFO episode. Nick Pope is quoted in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming up now, we're going to go with uh, Jamie or Hyame. Jamie or Hyame. Jamie. Or Hyame. <laughs> Hulamo. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Yame. You might want to pronounce it Yame. Well, the thing that now, Jamie or Yame. <laughs> the thing that's happened now is that Ulamo. I've guessed Olympian every time, and the last You've been one, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been right once. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, as soon as I swap, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be an Olympian. It's gonna bite you in the butty. Yeah. It's gonna bite you in the bum bum pocket. The last two, Yame. The last two have Ulamo. been UFO, right? Hyame uh, Hulamo. I'm going to say Olympian again. Okay. Hyame Hulamo. 1972 Summer Olympics. Yes. Cycling. Men's individual road race from Spain. Bronze medal. He failed a drug test. <laughs> mm. Okay. Good one. Good, good, good. It's two. Okay, so you got two. Like 40. Okay. Next, we're going with Rick DeMont. Rick. UFO. DeMont. Ufologist. Rick DeMont. 1972 Summer Olympics, oh, swimming, men's 400 meter freestyle, United States, he had a gold medal, uh, ban, banned substance found in his asthma medication. Really? Mm. So, naughty Ricky. Yeah. Dicky Ricky. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jacques Vallée. Oh, I know that one. You do? That's uh, He wrote the foreword for Secret Machines. Yes, that's what I was thinking you would yeah. get this. Yep. Good, good. So, so that was, born uh, 1939, UFO computer scientist, important figure in the UFO studies in France and the United States, promoted the extraterrestrial hypothesis mm-hmm. and later the interdimensional hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And he was a Frenchie. Needs <laughs> noting. Okay, well done with all that. Okay, so continuing with a ufologist or disqualified Olympian, Adrian... Anus or anus, spelled A N N U S. Adrian Anus. <laughs> Adrian Anus. Disqualified Olympian or ufologist? Adrian Anus. <clears throat> I'm going to say Olympian. Adrian Anus. 
2004 Summer Olympics. Yes! Athletics. Back! Men's hammer throw. Hungary. Gold. Doping violation. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, next name for you. Bruce Maccabee. Bruce I know that name. I definitely know that name. UFOlogist or disqualified Olympian. Bruce Maccabee. We've mentioned Bruce Maccabee, have we? Bruce (laughs) Maccabee. It's just fun to say these names. I'm going to say UFOlogist. Born 1942. Retired US Navy optical physicist. Has analysed numerous UFO videos and photos from the USA. He's back. (laughs) Okay. Bob Lazar. I know that one as well. Bob Lazar. But do I know it from knowing sports or do I know it from (laughs) knowing UFOs? Because I know sports, but I don't know Olympic sports all that well. Yeah. Which is kind of the same level of how much I know UFOs. (laughs) (laughs) You just heard the beauty of these categories. Yeah. Is Bob Bob Lazar Lazar a doper? I think. Or is he a ufologist? He either was a diver or. A sexy. Dave. No, he's a ufologist. Bob Lazar, you lock that in? Yes. Yeah, I'll lock that in. Okay, so we're looking at the we're up to, if you're playing along at home, it's Bob Lazar, ufologist or disgraced, disqualified Olympian. <laughs> Born 1959, former physicist and owner yes. of a mail order scientific supply company who claims to have worked from 1988 until 1989 at an area called Sector 4, S4, at Area 51. Well, yep, nice one. I'm all over this. Okay, we've got two to go. Yep, two to go. Can you? Do we know what the score is? Can we work okay, that out? Okay, so you've got so uh, Igor Volki, you got wrong. Ben yep. Johnson, you got right. Stanton Freeman was wrong. Nick Pope wrong. Yame Hulamo. <laughs> Someone won so far. <laughs> you got right. Rick Demont, you got wrong. Uh, did you? Yeah, you yep. get Rick Demont. Jacques Vallée, you got right. Adrian Anus, you got right. Bruce McAbee, you got right. Bob Lazar, you got right. So you've now, you're now sort of... I'm at six. You're at six. Out of 12? Yeah, six out of 12 so far with two to go. Nice. So you can get just over 50%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I will call that a win if I can get one more. Robert Fazekas. <laughs> See, this is just a name I've just never heard. Robert Fazekas. And then I look really stupid if I have heard it and it's been on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say Olympian. Robert Fazgas. 2004 Summer Olympics. Yes! Athletics, <laughs> men's discus throw, Hungary, gold medal. <laughs> Fazgas provided only 25 milliliters of urine, 50 milliliters short of the minimum amount required, stating he was in an unstable psychological state and feeling unwell. Our delegation in his defence stated that he was a deeply religious person who frequently had difficulty producing a sample when under observation. Hmm. The IOC rejected this and disqualified him from the Olympics. Interesting. So Robert couldn't do a pedal in front of someone <laughs> without looking at his wing wang. He only did a little pedal. Little pedal. Hmm. All right. Awesome. So, so I've, you, I've won. Yep. So you've I got different. seven out of twelve. You've got seven, you've which got, I'm calling a win. You've got seven out of eleven so far. Yeah. And can you do eight out of twelve? You ready? Let's see. This last one's a tricky one. Okay. Okay. Lance Armstrong. Lance <laughs> Armstrong. Ufologist or disqualified Olympian? What's the name? Armstrong. I'll spell it for you. L A N C E A. 
A-R-M-S-C-H-L-O-N-G. Armschlong. Armschlong is an illusionist. <laughs> um, Olympian, obviously. No, wait. Was he actually Olympian or was he Tour de France? Mm. Is, there an, is there actually a ufologist called Lance Armstrong? <laughs> yeah. Or Armstrong? I'm going to still say Olympian. 2000 Summer Olympics. Cycling, men's road time trial, United States, bronze medal, and we all know what he did. What did he do? He used performance enhancing drugs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, laughing at people's misfortunes. Eight out of 12. Right, I'm happy Did with that. Did you hear that story? There was that. that was it like one of the beer companies in New Zealand were going to? He brought him out here, shoot at a commercial, and he did one. What about? Um, and it was about sort of like you know, kind of, you know, paying you know, facing up for what you did wrong and kind mm-hmm. of like that. But they ended up dropping it. They paid him to come out here, shoot the shot the commercial, and yeah, they decided because it actually, was over, and they just decided not to use it. Yeah, and decided actually they weren't going to use the commercial at all. So because it, it was a huge outcry with them doing the commercial. Yeah, of course can't watch dodgeball anymore yeah he ruined it i mean dwight what's his name dwight from global gym <laughs> i don't know ben stills character uh name. white goodman oh white goodman not dwight yeah white goodman <laughs> it's white <laughs> i mean it's quite a good movie but um for like that sort of like crappy kind of comedic genre <laughs> but yeah lance ruined it okay uh, anything else to add to that game? Where's my prize? Is it Golfy McGolfface? <laughs> you can go for a ride in it. <laughs> no, thanks. <clears throat> um, shall we launch into my tale from the paranormal please, realms? Please, please, please. Um, okay, so um, as you mentioned, uh, you dabble more in the paranormal than I do. So I tend to dabble. As, as uh, living up to the expectation. Um, it's very I, mine's very low, so don't worry about Yeah, it. I'd like to... Um, I like to make sure my dives are the shallowest of all, mm. <laughs> and I've prepared another shallow dive for us. It's, I think we've said it before, it's sort of that skateboarding in the uh, empty pool in the middle of winter when <laughs> there's just nothing yeah. in there, it's that yeah. shallow. Um, so um, we've been to the end of Route 66, mm-hmm. Santa Monica Pier. Have I've also been to a little bit of Route 66 up near... Um, on the way to Vegas, what's that? Barstow. Barstow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we got like took a wrong turn or something when I was catching a bus to Vegas and ended up going down a little bit of Route sixty six. This story is around Route six 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 sixty sixty six. Is that a real thing? Yeah, Route six six six. Oh, don't Google it. I want to see a map. <laughs> Okay, um, US Route 491 is a north-south carriageway that serves the Four Corners region of the USA. Created in 2003, it was one of the more recent designations in the entire US highway network for seemingly obvious reasons. Around the time of the USA-Mexico conflict of 1848, it was a simple main trading route serving the Mexican nation known as Old Spanish Trail. As time progressed, the road did as well. And finally, it was upgraded to highway status by the American Association of the State Highway Officials in 1926. Unfortunately, it was the sixth spur on the existing Route 66, which led to its infamous moniker, 
The 200-mile-long so-called Devil's Highway does meander its way through some of America's most impressive scenery on its way through Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah, says HistoricMysteries.com. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, incredible. <laughs> um, chief among these sites are the pair of Native American sacred sites known as Shiprock and Ute Mountain. According to Native American legend, Shiprock, translated as Rock with Wings, was once a majestic bird that associate, that assisted the transportation of the Navajo people to their new and current home before settling down and becoming the spectacular feature that can be seen today. Huh. So it was like Uber before the app. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Access to the peak of this formation is still forbidden by local chefs slash chiefs <laughs> for fear of disturbance. <laughs> Um, Down the years, the road has seen its fair share of fatal and non-fatal accidents involving traffic of all shapes and sizes. I'm glad it doesn't discriminate. I'm Mm. glad it's very... All-inclusive. Yeah, exactly. No one has to be body-conscious on Route 666. The road has seen its fair share of fatal and non-fatal accidents involving a cross-section of society's vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. Size, colour... Yeah. Every make and model you yeah. can imagine. Every single time such an accident took place, blame or cause would be would always come back to the naming of the road. More obvious factors such as human error, the climate, speeding or DUI have little or no bearing on what's fine. Okay, so you, you were twelve times over the legal limit and you crashed into the bank. <laughs> Bloody route Bloody six, six, route six 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 wasn't my drinking. <laughs> It isn't just motorists that consider something paranormal at work. The aforementioned Navajo family. Oh, uh, beautifully, family, beautifully pronounced. The aforementioned Navajo firmly, be- firmly believe that legends such as skinwalkers ah, yes. inhabit more desolate parts of the infamous stretch of road, appearing out of nowhere in front of oncoming traffic. Um, also appearing out of Norway and on fr- in front of <laughs> nice, oncoming traffic. Nice. At times, a warning not to proceed is issued, and a shaman will be summoned to take the life and capture the soul of those who choose to ignore these warnings. Skinwalkers are not only not the only danger to be recorded. Hellhounds oh. are also set to patrol the remote regions of the road, often in packs. Witnesses have claimed that these monstrous animals have kept pace with the vehicles that they are travelling in, Irrespective of the speed of the vehicle. Like, are they quicker than a cheetah? Yeah. Like, cheetahs are quick. Quicker than a Volkswagen Golf? Cheetah. <laughs> Legend has it that these supernatural beasts have the ability to shred tires with either teeth or claws, then, or even enter moving vehicles and maul the driver Jesus. and or passengers. Ouch. Yeah. So you probably wouldn't see one up for adoption at the SPCA if you went in. Um... Do you think a hellhound, and in my head, they're the ones that, like, it's a dog that's on fire. That's how I see it. Ooh. Like a really vicious dog that's on fire. Is that how you see a hellhound? I saw it with big gnarly teeth, like lots of saliva. Like, it's got, like, a bit of a saliva problem. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, I picture them as on fire, and I was just wondering if other dogs would gather around it for warmth. Aw, cute. (laughs) 
So it's not all bad. Having... You'd be like, oh, look how cute they are. Look at that hellhound <laughs> keeping all the other kitties all, all those, All those other barky kitties warm. Now, <laughs> oh, there's another strange thing you need to explain is why you call dogs kitties. Everything is kitties. <laughs> like um, seals are stinky kitties. Oh, God. <laughs> Walrus? Walry? Very stinky kitties. <laughs> <laughs> Problems on this road and not just limited... Are not just... Uh, this is this um, historicmysteries.com has the odd typo. On yeah, I imagine they are. Problems on this road and not they have just a bit limited too many brandies to and then start typing it up. <laughs> Problems on this road and not just limited to drivers or their passengers. <laughs> um, the vehicles themselves are also highly susceptible to the horrors that traveling this route can possess. Mechanical failures have been subscribed to the phenomenon overheating breakdowns or even flat tires are all the fault of the curse given to the lonely stretch of road such things have been known to occur but on highway 666 666 it's the haunted semi-truck that deliberately attempts to collide with motorists or run them off the road numerous near misses have been reported um, so, jumping across to Linda Dunning from PrairieGhosts.com. Oh, Linda. <laughs> um, come, she... in, come in, Linda. We're here. <laughs> Go ahead. A flaming 16-wheeler that threatens to run directly into the oncoming event. Uh, no, Linda, Linda Dunning Linda, at PrairieGhosts.com writes of her husband's experience. He was alone and hadn't seen a car for miles and miles. Suddenly, he saw a truck that looked like it was on fire heading straight for him. A bunch of smaller trucks were gathered around it for warmth. <laughs> good. That's good. I'm glad it was being so kind to the smaller, uh, you know, the more trucks less able to defend or heat themselves. Yep. One by one, these trucks were adopted by loving families. Um, the truck looked like it was on fire and heading straight for him, right down the middle of the highway. Oh, bad driving. It's just really irresponsible. Inconsi- well, it's just inconsiderate and rude. Mm-hmm. The truck was going... I would find the number that says, you know, the how's my driving number. Give him the call and said, one, the truck's on fire. <laughs> Two, there's all these trucks around it, like, for, you know, carrying for warmth. I mean, yeah. he said it's a good thing to be doing, but not when you're driving in the middle of the bloody road. And yet, and then, look, and the other thing, you're careering right at me. Maybe it was in the middle of the road so that it could um, warm things on share both the road. sides. I'm saying share the road. Okay. Share the road. I hear you, and I agree. We're all with motorists. You. We're all road users. I've got nothing against truckies. Nothing truckies that are on fire. Got nothing against truckies. Nothing is. <laughs> got nothing against truckies. Do you think that a uh, all for truckies? Truck, <laughs> all fire. for truckies. I'm a truckie. <laughs> nothing is truckies, but just courteous driving, please, please. Do you think that um, a truck driving around on fire would just be burning up the road anyway? I've got nothing against truckies, but if you're on fire, <laughs> I'm move on. If you're driving and it's on fire, the truck was going so fast. That I speeding as well. <laughs> Bloody speeding. There's a whole list of violations that I'd be calling through. The truck was going so fast that sparks were flying up off the wheels and flames were coming from the smokestack. Sounds a little I mean this does sound a little bit dangerous. It scared it scared Linda Dunning's husband so bad he pulled way off the road and walked about twenty feet or so out into the desert away from his car, and waited for the truck to pass him, going what he estimated was 130 miles an hour. Hey, that's like you on the way back from San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly, yes. He then got back to his car and continued on. 
Um, surely one of the most famous of all the reported activity along this road has to be the girl in the white dress. The vast majority of these reported sightings do not include hostility or malevolence towards the witnesses, but feelings of genuine concern are a typical event. <laughs> again, I'm getting, getting wasted by these typos. <laughs> a typical event would have a driver notice a young woman in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the road, in the middle of the state, in the middle of the traffic island. Nice. Once a driver stops to offer assistance, the girl vanishes into thin air. Oh. There are claims that bit the driver's been... Bit annoying, mean, isn't it? Well, <laughs> like, oh, they're not I'll the stop, only ones. Stop for nothing. So, uh, as I... I'll go on, and you, you'll you have to um, add some of that blame to the drivers themselves. Oh, okay. Who also disappear into thin air. <gasps> Sometimes personal property or part of a vehicle have been found... This isn't always the case, however. A percentage of those who disappear have never been seen nor heard from again. Other drivers are more fortunate. While they do have claims of disappearing en route, they have added that they have no recollection of how or when they got to their destination. Lateness in these instances vary from several minutes. I mean, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> to hours. It's getting up there. Yeah. Even... Decades. No, days. 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 From several minutes to hours or even days. Drivers do tend to believe that their journey has taken longer than expected, especially when compared to similar journeys taken at other times by other people on other roads. No rational explanation has ever been provided. Provided. Public pressure and lobbying from specific members of the community led to the eventual change in the naming of Route 66 in 2003. It's now known as US Route 491, and since then, since that change, reports have seen a significant decline. Strange things do still occur along the highway, and many are still adamant they will not travel along it at night. The end. Motorbike driving past. Again. Yeah. What is his problem? <laughs> Why don't we send him down that stupid bloody highway? Maybe that will shut him up. Yeah. I mean, you know, flaming head on truck coming towards him. Oh, you keep nice and warm. Yeah, it's just cold on bikes. <laughs> I just want to be a little spooked. Excellent. Um, so, any, any, don't ask me questions because I'm just reading from this webpage. <laughs> Following up on what Linda said. Yeah. <laughs> that was her name. Yeah. Uh, Linda Dunning. Yeah. Um, does it say if her husband's still a truck driver? It doesn't. <laughs> no. I wonder if that would experience would scare you so much you wouldn't be able to drive a truck again. You know, you get like performance anxiety. No, no, no. He wasn't driving a truck. He was in a car. Oh. Da -da -da. oh okay, yeah. So it was the other... Oh, okay. Oh, I, that's right, because the truck he was he coming He saw out. a truck. Do you think that performance in inspired him to become a truck driver? Perhaps. Uh, maybe inspired him to become a truck arsonist. Mm. Mm. Maybe he adopted a little truck. Oh. <laughs> That's my story. Uh, Any other thoughts? SPCT, Society for the Protection of Cruelty to Trucks. <laughs> yeah. Went to the SPCT. Hi. Yeah. I just saw a flaming truck inspired me to come on <laughs> and just adopt one of my own. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's had a few reports of that. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yep, on 666. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving us a lot of business, that road. He is. <laughs> running out of little trucks. Um, odd that... Um, the, I mean, the number would mean so much. But as I said about that um, Majuba Trail story, when the the digital clock went six six six, and and freaked out. Yeah. 
Ma and Pa. Yeah. Um, was it was the, your own personal experience yeah, where your dad's watch read 666. Six, six. In, uh, in, a, in a forest trail, mm. um, in an airy patch. Obviously, that num- the number must hold some sort of... Do we know why is 666 uh, the devil's number or a spooky number or an evil it's number? It's in the Bible, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, not this again. This is always it's always the case. <laughs> you say that like I've done something wrong. <laughs> I don't feel like I have. Uh the number of the beast. That's what I said, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The book of Revelation of the New Testament and is associated with the beast of Revelation in chapter thirteen. In most manuscripts of the New Testament and an English translation of the Bible, the number of the beast is six six six. Cool. All right. That's that. That's my own <laughs> bloody question. Thanks a lot. You're really you're, helpful. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I wasn't being sarcastic. <laughs> I truly mean it. Thank you. You're welcome. You've enlightened me. I wasn't being sarcastic either. I was saying you're welcome. Well, good for you then. <laughs> it's fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fight. It's fight. <laughs> Um, okay, so shall we move on to the final... I feel I'm at the disadvantage because you're standing up and ready to loom over me and I'd have to try and get round my legs that are looking behind this desk. I'm so. in the dominant position. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really enjoying the standing up. I think I'll persist. Okay, next time I stand up and you sit down. No. Okay, fair I don't enough. I want to do that. <laughs> fair enough. You don't have enough rubbish bins to <laughs> no. put microphones I actually on. have an identical rubbish bin like that in my bedroom. So. Yeah. Yep. You have another ironing board? <laughs> <laughs> Touche, jackass. Touche. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the um, final segment of the show. This is the segment where... <laughs> you said it once, you thought it was going to run with it from now on, is it? Yeah. If I say it enough, it'll catch on. This is where um, we read from the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained, a little book with a whole bunch of paranormal tales in it. It's a little book, but it packs a hell of a punch. <laughs> um, Tony's going to flick through if that, that one. If that motorcyclist guy comes past again, let's run and hit him in the head with his bloody book. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Tony's going to flick through it, and I will say stop, and he will read a random uh, story or mystery from the Unexplained, or what they deemed in 1982 to be unexplained Mm. and um that's how we will end the show so sit tight not long now you're almost there i'm poised (laughs) was it the third or fourth reference to poise pads um you haven't uh started the the music uh whose turn was it again (laughs) okay um do you want to start it Um, i'm happy for you to do it okay i'll be the bigger man um, well, you're standing up. That's why you look bigger. <laughs> I think we're pretty similar in height. Probably the taller man. I think, well, I think you might be slightly taller than me, but but no more, but no more than a hair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Have you started it? No. Okay. Um, go. Start. Start. <laughs> now? Did that work? Oh, there it is. Oh, it takes a wee while to click in. <laughs> yeah. Here we Just go. Just had to warm up the Windows 95 yep. PC. <laughs> and we are flipping. Flipping through the pages, and I will say stop about there. And here's where we start to pad while Tony tries to find the section we've landed in. Which chapter? Each of the chapters is going to determine which sort of a yep. paranormal story it is sometimes so we're in spontaneous human combustion again yeah all right it's feeling less spontaneous yeah. when you keep getting it. 
Um, I'm just trying to find where I was again because I decided to flip back. Oh, what? What's the point of making me stop if you're going to flick well, away anyway? You may be really st- irresponsible of you. Wow, this is a really long one, so it's probably not worth reading that one. <laughs> Keep um, flicking. <laughs> okay, here we go. This one. Okay. <clears throat> um, oh, we'll do maybe these three on this page. Here we go. So. On an October evening in the late 1950s, 19-year-old Maybelle Andrews was dancing with her boyfriend, that's what they want to call it, fair enough, <laughs> Billy Clifford, in a London discotheque. Oh yeah, that's great. Does it actually say discotheque? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, suddenly, she burst into flames. What? The fire blazed from her back and chest, enveloping her head and igniting her hair. Her boyfriend and some of the bystanders tried to beat the hell out of her. <laughs> what did she do wrong? Beat out the flames. Yeah, she was a witch. And then tried to beat one out. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. But they could not save her. She died on the way to the hospital. According to uh, Clifford, which was her BF, he said, I saw no one smoking on the dance floor. There were no candles on the tables. And I did not see her dress catch fire from anything. I know it sounds incredible, but it appeared to me that the flames burst outwards, as if they originated from within her body. (gasps) Other witnesses agreed. The final verdict was death by misadventure, caused by a fire of unknown origin. Weird. So we're jumping forward now to Billy Peterson, about 30 years old, an automobile factory worker from Pontiac, Michigan, had been very depressed over the state of his health for several months. Um, I quite like it. We've gone, we've gone from uh, dogs on fire to trucks on fire to people on fire. To people on fire, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, I'm sure they don't like it as much as we do. <laughs> um, on December 13, 1959, at 7.45pm, a.k.a. a quarter to eight, he was found dead in his car, an apparent suicide. When he was discovered, the right front seat of his car was smouldering, where the exhaust pipe had been bent to lead into the closed car. Peterson's body was seated several feet away from the smouldering upholstery. This doesn't sound as spooky as the other one. <laughs> sounds quite explainable. His body was taken to the Pontiac General Hospital, where he was pronounced dead of carbon monoxide poisoning, a finding consistent with the idea of suicide. But what could not be explained... Here, here we go. Sorry, everyone. Here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Uh, were the third-degree burns on Billy's back, legs, and arms, and what, in the seared condition of his nose throat and lungs what was even more startling was that peterson's clothing even his underwear his nicks was in no way damaged and that unsinged hairs struck up through the charred flesh the investigators first suggested heat exhaust fumes and one detective proposed the idea of torture killing but neither explanation could account for billy's condition so I've gone from a 19-year-old to a 30-year-old to now 75-year-old former actress Olga Worth Stevens of Dallas, Texas, was sitting in a parked car in October 1964 when witnesses saw her suddenly burst into flames. She was fatally burned before anyone could come to her rescue. Feynman said that the automobile was not damaged and contained nothing that could have started the fire. Weird. Uh, and there's a nice wee picture here of a car. I was going to say, <laughs> it's a burnt carcass. <laughs> it's just, oh, that's it's pretty. A, it's a drawing as well. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've had a bit of fun drawing that. Yeah, interesting. It's like, kitties, what do you want to draw today? I want to draw Olga Stevens' car burning up. Nice one. Yeah. 
It's like, ooh. <laughs> uh, On that note, um, anything else to add to this four thirty second episode? We're done. We're out. I'm going to go make my voice heard and vote. Good idea. Uh, will it count? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine if um, if you voted and your party won by one vote. I was um I was having this discussion with my SO. Yeah. Um, the, the, are they going to call it a margin of error or something? Well, it was about like with all the polls and the polls for the votes here have flipped backwards and forth between the two major parties quite a bit. Mm. And like a lot of the way they're conducting these polls is that they phone people up. Either yeah. they speak to them or they have an automated system and you say what you want to do. Yeah. What I struggle with is that mo- a lot of the people of the the younger generation we don't have landline phones that they're yeah. calling from yeah. so the people that they're canvassing are a whole i mean you sort of you're sort of restricted to the people who have a landline phone and yeah. i don't have a landline phone or anything like that mm. um but then you look at polls like on social media and facebook and they're you know they're in favor of one party yeah. and then the traditional polls are in favor of the more traditional party so yeah, yeah i think we could be in for a bit of an interesting night yeah i reckon are you going to watch the election coverage uh i got a cocktail party to go to <laughs> so yeah so um i imagine there'll be um i need to get dressed up need to iron some chinos uh, and I have already uh, shined my shoes, but um, I'm sure there'll be some updates coming through on the yeah, old no FB. I, I love you know I love my news alerts on the phone, so I'll well, the find fact out for that sure. there's so many um, early votes this year um, means that I think we talked about it maybe in the last episode um, means that maybe they won't Just know ages the, ago. Yeah, they might not know who actually wins tonight. Yeah, it's a really close. Race. And there could be the case we have this thing called um, MMP where um, <laughs> effectively like it's um, even the party, what party might get more votes, but they could, uh, but two smaller parties could form together that have yeah, uh, more votes all together yeah. and form a coalition government. So, yeah. even though one party might get you know forty five percent of the vote, you know the other parties could make up the rest and still govern. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Be interesting. Um, all right, um, since we've finished our um, educational New Zealand Parliament segment, yeah, we've done uh, quite a bit of this politics podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll um, hear more from it. Let's call that a week. Um, join us next week for another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast where we talk about some more casual chat about some uncasual things. Until then, we'll catch you next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It means a hell of a lot to us. Toodaloo.